0: Hello, and welcome to the Lacrosse Matrix Podcast, where stats make the story. Please enter the Matrix now. and welcome back to the lacrosse matrix podcast where stats make the story as always i am your host adam levy and i am so happy to be here for yet another amazing episode of the lacrosse matrix podcast this week for episode number 49 we are going back to the georgia swarm if you remember in episode number 47 of the lacrosse matrix podcast i featured head coach ed como who is now the Second most winningest coach in NLL history with 122 head coaching wins in his NLL career. Uh, What an amazing career he's had. And so if you want to go back and listen to that episode about one of the most winningest coaches in the National Lacrosse League in its history, definitely go check out episode number 47. But this week we are talking about one of Ed Como's players, a guy that is going under the radar. And I say that because he is one of a handful of guys this NLL season to have recorded a hundred or more points, but he has not been in any conversations for MVP or anything like that. A lot of that does have to do with his team's performance, although in the second half of the season His team has been on fire, arguably the hottest team in the National Lacrosse League right now, the Georgia Swarm, who have won six games in a row and eight of their last nine. The player that I am talking about this week is Andrew Q, headed into week 21 of this NLL season, and it's crazy to think that we only have two more weekends of regular season NLL action This year, before we do head into the playoffs in May. But Andrew Q, at the moment, heading into week 21, is the only player on the Georgia Swarm with over 100 points. Of course, Lyle Thompson will most certainly be the second. He has 98 points right now. And with two games left to play for the Georgia Swarm, it would be absolutely ludicrous if Lyle Thompson didn't get those two points. But today, we are focused on Andrew Q. And his success this year and how he has catapulted himself into a category where he should be considered one of the top forwards in the National Lacrosse League. So without further ado, let's get to our number of the week before we hop deeper into the Matrix and cover Andrew Q. Our number of the week this week is 107. So now that we've got our number of the week, let's dive headfirst into the Matrix and get all the nuggets that we can Spring is here, the weather is warming up, and having some delicious statistical nuggets makes everything so much better, so let's go find those nuggets. Let's get after it. Andrew Q is a former... Number three overall draft pick, he was selected third overall in the 2019 NLL entry draft, only behind Tyson Gibson and Rylan Reese. Q was selected by the New England Black Wolves, who are now the Albany Firewolves. During his rookie season in the 2019-2020 COVID-shortened year, Q was one of three rookies that season to finish with more than 40 points. Connor Fields had the most points by a rookie in that COVID-shortened year with 44, although he did play in 12 games in that rookie season for the San Diego Seals. The New York Riptide's Tyson Gibson finished right behind Fields with 43 points in that 2019-2020 season. Again, Tyson Gibson played in 12 games, while Q finished his 2019-2020 season with the New England Black Wolves with 42 points, only two points behind Fields and one point behind Tyson Gibson, but he only played in 10 games that year, so he did have the highest points per game uh, that season among rookies at four point two per game. Unsurprisingly, those three guys ended up as the three finalists for the National Lacrosse League's Rookie of the Year award, where Tyson Gibson, the number one overall draft pick, would end up winning that award, although it is one of the closest, at least statistically speaking, Uh, decisions that probably had to be made in a long time for that award but before I dive deeper into Q's numbers uh, not only throughout his career but this NLL season let's hear as I always like to about Q's first memories and his introduction to lacrosse and and how he developed into the NLL player that he is today.
1: I played hockey uh, when I was really young uh, at like four and I was playing, uh, I was just playing hockey in, in Oakville Ontario. And I guess one of the, one of my buddies, fathers told my, uh, my dad to sign me up for lacrosse in the summer. So I ended up, you know, picking up a stick at around the age of four. Um, my dad tells me that the first time I stepped on the floor, I hated it. Um, and I wanted to, you know, I started crying. I want to get off the floor. Um, you know, he kept taking me and, and, uh, you know, I stuck with it. I get obviously, and um, yeah, just kind of grew up in Oakville, uh, playing box lacrosse some field lacrosse, and played hockey in the winter. Um, and you know, that's yeah, it's kind of what we did.
0: From those early memories, he obviously loved the game so much, and he he continued it. So this was a little bit of a taste of what Q's junior career was like, and how that catapulted him into the national lacrosse league as a top five pick.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I played I played uh most of my junior box in Burlington um for the Burlington Chiefs and my last year uh I played in Mimico. So um yeah, it, it's it's it, at the same time you're playing I was playing college across um at Tampa and and then going, you know, after uh, post junior you're playing, you know, you're playing all year round college across and then you're coming home to Canada in the summer and you're playing summer ball uh, where I play in Oakville. So um, just a lot of, yeah, a lot, a ton of games, um, a lot of hours lacrosse. And like you said, you're kind of, you know, once, once that's all over, you know, you're moving on from college and uh, yeah, it was the, the draft was obviously pretty special. Um, A day I'll never forget had family and friends down there uh, in Philly. Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely pretty cool that you're, you know, I was able to, you know, get to the next level and, and play. Um, so yeah, a lot, lot of lacrosse, a lot of lacrosse over the years and, um, it's been great.
0: Now, before we go back to Andrew Q's NLL career, which is obviously the main focus of this episode of the Lacrosse Matrix Podcast, it is important since right now we have just heard from Andrew Q about his history in, La- in lacrosse to really hone in on how successful he was at university at the University of Tampa in his freshman year with the Spartans, the Division II program out of Tampa. Q really came out of the gates as hot as possible, scoring 62 goals in 18 games. But that following season, he blew that out of the water. In fact, he set a what is still a Division II lacrosse, men's lacrosse goal scoring, single season goal scoring record of 86 goals scored in 20 games in his sophomore year. Then he followed that up with another 50 and then another 61 goals by his senior year for a total of 259 goals over 77 games that is just crazy he had over 50 goals in all four of his seasons that is a guy who knows to put the ball in the back of the net now hopping back to the professional ranks q did have a very successful rookie season as we talked about and his sophomore campaign was equally impressive in 15 games q scored 33 goals and added 26 assists for what was at the time a 59 point career high to be able to split uh, those goals and assists pretty evenly really shows you how uh, how he's capable to attack the defenses from a multitude of different ways and how he's able to share the ball as well as score because as we just heard he was a phenomenal phenomenal scorer in college and he is still showing today that he is very capable of scoring in the professional lane. Of course, the 59 points in 15 games does mean that his points per per game average did go down just a smidge from 4.2 in his inaugural NLL season to 3.93 in his second year, but Those are such small numbers, and and averaging essentially four points a game when you are only in your second year of professional lacrosse is very, very good. Unfortunately, though, with the Albany Firewolves who, you know, as Q had joined them as the New England Black Wolves, you know, going to Albany and then wanting to change the team in a very drastic way, uh, as we've talked about, and I know I've written about it for NLL.com and for Uh, other avenues where i write for box lacrosse we've noticed that the albany firewolves overhauled their offense and and q was was part of that change and and that was obviously tough to to handle for q at first as you'll hear from him right now
1: yeah i mean i think it's never obviously what you want to hear um and at, at the time you're extremely disappointed right and uh you never want to be traded from a team, but at the end of the day, it's a business, right? This league's a business. Um, and we're in the business of winning. So, um, yeah, at at the time you're really disappointed now. Um, you know, looking back on it, I ended up in a, in a, in a situation that's been good. And, um, so yeah, um, yeah, looking back on it now, uh, I, you know, I ended up, Uh, in a good situation but at the yeah at the time it sucks
0: in total this season q has accumulated 63 assists this nll season which headed into week 21 is the fifth highest total in the national lacrosse league only behind tom schreiber mitch jones jeff teat and dane smith and looking at how his goal totals compare to the rest of the league q is fifth in goal totals with his 43 behind teat Connor Fields, Robert Church, Tom Schreiber, and that is it. And then he is also one of only nine players in the National Lacrosse League heading into week 21 that has 40-plus goals this season. With those elevated point totals and goal and assist totals, Q having already 10 more goals than his previous career high in a single season, that was, of course, last year, as I mentioned, and more than doubling his assist total uh, from the previous year with the 63 assists. Here's what Q had to say about the differences between the Albany Firewolves offense and then what it's like to play for the Georgia Swarm offense.
1: It's kind of free play, more free playing. We were a little bit more structured in Albany, um, and, and I, I've liked. Uh, I've definitely liked this situation. Um, it's... It, you know, like I said, also just playing, um, in this offense too, like you, you could see, obviously you're playing with Lyle, who's, um, who's probably the best player in the world. And, um, you know, sometimes you just, you get an assist, you give him the ball and he dances two guys and score. So, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then playing, you know, all the guys playing with Shane, uh, who's just such a smart lacrosse player. Um, like, you know, always knows, always knows where to be and, uh, I've I've enjoyed playing with him and learning from him, and uh, you know Balmer, all the guys on the O. So um, yeah, I think definitely a good you know I've liked uh, the situation a lot, um, and I would say that's definitely leading, leading to a, a little bit of success.
0: But as Q will tell you, and he would be one of the first to tell you that this is not all about him. This is not just Andrew Q's year. This is turning into the Georgia Swarms year as. And I will mention it once again, they have won six games in a row and eight of their last nine games and Q credits a lot of that success to the amazing leadership that that this swarm team has and how these guys have been able to come together because of that leadership, uh, whether it's in the locker room, whether it's on the floor or even on the bench.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely attribute it to a, a, a bunch of different things. Um, and you know first first being you know the team obviously and uh coming to this team and, and playing with the players that I get to play with um our offense you know recently uh, especially you know we've just been really moving the ball well playing for each other um and and you know the when the ball swings left to right um you know good things happen and so definitely help that I was able to come into a situation with guys that I was familiar with and had played with before, uh, Lyle and uh Balmer played with them in the outdoor game, uh, and Shane as well. So just good buddies, um, that, uh, so yeah. So it made the transition, you know, easier. Um, so for sure, you know, those couple of things I would say as well as moving into market, um, I think obviously a lot of guys in this league don't have the luxury of, of living where, you know, where, living where you play and you got to travel every weekend. Um, I think that's helped me a lot and just being able to be in Georgia and in market, um, for a bunch of reasons, you know, being able to get shots during the week. Um, I live with Brett Dobson. So, you know, that's been, that's been, uh, you know, a nice advantage is being able to get shots during the week. Uh, Shane and I you know, on, on our goalie. So, um, yeah, I, and, and I could go on, but just a, a bunch of, a bunch of different things.
0: Coming into this season, Q really did want to prove that he is so much more than just a goal scorer or a guy who can dish out assists. He wanted to do the little stuff, maybe even some of the stuff that isn't always covered on the score sheet. Now, We have talked a little bit about loose balls and Q is doing something a lot more extraordinarily than he has in the past this year with 91 loose balls through the 16 games so far. That is almost doubling his total uh, from last year or in his rookie year when he had his previous career high of 57 loose balls now with 91. So this is very possibly going to be Q's first 100 loose ball season and considering that he's already got over 100 points it is not every day that a forward in the national lacrosse league has over 100 loose balls and 100 plus points in a single season here's what q had to say about the work that he put in and the mentality he had coming into this year and and how he changed his focus to be a more complete player
1: yeah 100 i think the biggest focus for me coming in this season was exactly that and trying to evolve my game into other aspects um one being loose balls right and another being um you know just setting better picks and, and figure it, learning just you know playing smarter when to you know when to pick um in, in certain situations how, you know how how up picks work um, you know as the ball swings, taking at the right time. So, and, and I will say Jordan Hall, uh, has been helping a lot with, with that on the coaching end. And, um, so that's, you know, been a big advantage, but, uh, definitely coming into the season, that was, uh, you know, a goal of mine is just to try and evolve my game, um, in, in other aspects.
0: You know, sometimes it's more than just hard work that helps a guy get to where he wants to be in the National Lacrosse League. And for Andrew Q, who lives with Brett Dobson, the Swarm's goaltender, who in his own right is having a spectacular year. It's amazing to have an elite goaltender at your fingertips, essentially, someone who you can not only... Talk about the team strategy with, or you know, actually go out there and take some reps on a on a high level goaltender. It makes a big difference to when your whole life, even outside of the NLL and and the team's performances and practices and all that, when you can have a guy by your side who is in the exact same position as you and is working towards being his best self on the same team as you. So here's what it's like. For Andrew Q to be living with Brett Dobson,
1: yeah, I mean, like I said, um, being able to get shots, you know, midweek uh, and get those reps on on um, on Dobson has been unbelievable, and and you know he's he's had such a good year, um, you know, and and since we've been on this run, just been you know an anchor for us, and uh, and yeah, I think I think it's been. You know, such a such an advantage to, to you know to live with a goalie and um, and and not to mention like you know sometimes we're just sitting here during the week and uh, throw some film on or you know watch games and and be able to talk about opponents coming up and um, you know diving into the film side you know together it's it's been good and um, yeah I've been been really pumped to see you know in his first year his progression already and settling in to become. Um, you know, one of the the better goaltenders, I would say, obviously uh, this year. So it's been pretty cool to see.
0: One of the most important factors, though, of Q's tremendous success this season is the coaching staff. When you have a guy like Ed Como or Sean Ferris on the bench, and now even with guys like Jordan Hall uh, and even Mike Pool and a great leader and and a, a a former amazing member of the Georgia Swarm, Jordan Hall as well, and a guy and guys like. Como and Ferris who have been around this team for, for so many years, it really feels like a great group of, of coaches and leaders on that bench, helping the guys on the floor to be be, their best selves.
1: 100%. And I think, uh, yeah, it's like when you asked about personal success at the beginning, uh, and that's definitely something that I could have tapped into as well. Just, you know, it's been so good, um, you know, for everybody, and they're extremely prepared. And um, during the week, I know the hours that they put in, you know, watching film and, you know, breaking down defenses, offenses um, for us. And and so we can be as prepared as possible. So, yeah. And and it's just, you know, it's pretty on, on our offensive end too. Um, you know, adding Jordan Hall and then, uh, pooling on the back end as well on the bench has been great for us. Um, you know, with players that are literally just stepping out of the game, um, and have a different perspective. So I, you know, I think the coaching for us has been, you know, just a, a phenomenal. Um, and yeah, there's, you know, I can't say enough about it. It's, it's been great.
0: Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lacrosse Matrix podcast. I really do appreciate it. Uh, It's been amazing talking to Andrew Q and seeing his incredible success this season as well as the Swarm success. There are so many games to check out this weekend, and it starts on Friday night with the Calgary Roughnecks heading to Fort Worth against Panther City. Both of those teams are in the postseason. Panther City making their first postseason in NLL history. They've only been around two years, so it is uh, impressive that in their second season, they are already in the playoffs. And then Calgary, with a win, can notch their 13th win of the season, which would be a franchise single-season record. So if they win, that would be pretty remarkable. And when you think about the success that the Roughnecks organization has had over the years, to know that they could make history is pretty cool. Then if you look at more consequential games coming up this weekend, you've got New York headed to Halifax, Halifax still trying to find a way into the postseason, and they cannot clinch this weekend, but they do need wins in order to get in, so facing the New York Riptide, who have been eliminated from the playoffs, although Jeff Teat is gunning for that single-season points record. He is 16 points shy of breaking Dane Smith's 2016 points record, so there is something for the Riptide to play for there, as well as pride. On Saturday, you do have Q's Georgia Swarm looking to play spoilers against the Rochester Nighthawks, who have been stumbling a little bit in the second half of this season, but the Nighthawks can clinch a playoff berth, which would be their first playoff berth in franchise history if they can win against the Swarm, but they can also clinch if Halifax loses to New York and also if Philadelphia loses at Albany, but a win against Georgia would make life a lot simpler. Then you have the biggest matchup of the weekend, arguably of the year where the Buffalo Bandits and Toronto Rock go head-to-head. Essentially, whoever wins, wins the East Conference, and there's even a chance that each team can clinch the number one overall seed. Of course, winning that, all, that game is incredibly important to being able to clinch the number one seed this weekend, so definitely a game you do not want to miss. Colorado can make it four straight wins if they can beat the Saskatchewan rush on the road. That would be a huge win for them to keep their momentum rolling into the postseason. They did clinch a playoff spot last weekend, so very exciting for them to be hot during this final stretch of the year. San Diego looking to bounce back from a tough loss last week. Uh, this week, they face the Las Vegas Desert Dogs, who, as a new franchise, they're trying to finish their season strong with a handful of wins, and let's see if they can do that. And then finally, we have a Sunday game where we have the Philadelphia Wings going to Albany, Philadelphia, fighting for their playoff lives here down the stretch in Albany, as I have featured uh, in an NLL Uh, Players Association Pete's on Brett Manny. They want to play spoilers and they did that the other weekend against Rochester. So do they have more spoilage in them as this season winds down? Philadelphia sure hopes they do not. So those are all the games for you this coming weekend in the National Lacrosse League. Thank you so much again for listening. I am always, I'm your host, Adam Levy. And if you want to go back and listen to any other episodes of the Lacrosse Matrix podcast, just go to Spotify and you can find it. Just search the Lacrosse Matrix podcast. And make sure in if there is a lacrosse matrix podcast poll of the week, which there wasn't this week, but if there is, it will be pinned on my Twitter at Adam Levy Sports. And make sure to read any content that I'm posting. I share that always on my Twitter, but you can read my my written content for NLL.com, the NLL Players Association, IL Indoor, and of course here on this podcast that I do for you all basis. can't wait to talk to you again for another amazing episode and week 21 is going to be so extraordinary in the national lacrosse league i cannot wait to talk to you heading into the final week of this nll season next week have a great weekend everyone and enjoy the nll games